Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. In Hebrews 1, we see God, who in sundry times and divers manners, spake to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. We find that, that neither at any time did God ever call an angel's son. And it says there, it, that who being the brightness of his glory, that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3. Then he puts it to us, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why do we go to the body of Christ there? Because any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. That's a present and perfect tense. It's still happening. Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Christ, the Holy Ghost, is still coming in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. The body of Christ is the flesh of God Almighty. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we're not our own. We're bought with a price. What? No, you're not. Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. Paul makes this not a physical uh, brick-and-mortar temple, an iron, but a naos, a temple of God. Now, we see this thing in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, and talking about the coming of the Lord or gathering together unto him the rapture, if you will, uh, that we be not soon shaken in mind or letter as from us, Paul said, as that the day of Christ is at hand. For that day will not come until it come a falling away first. The man of sin be revealed, who opposeth all that is God, capital G-O-D, opposeth that is God, that is worship. All that is worship, that's every religion on the face of this earth. Not only Christianity, but Islam as well, Buddhism, etc. That all that is called God, or that is worship, though that he, this man, this man of sin, he as God, setteth in the temple of God, and that's not an iron. That's a naos. What we're saying there is not necessary or essential for the dome, the mosque of Omar, the dome of the rock to be torn down or uh, that the temple mount being a hundred foot away from the temple mount to build another temple, a brick and mortar temple. It's going to have wide, wider ranging effect than that. It's going to set in the temple of God. In other words, showing himself that he is God through these signs, miracles, and lying wonders that he'll have power to do inside of the beast that had the image that both speak and live. We're going to see this in the last days as the time of the coming of the Lord draws nigh. The night is far spent. The day is at hand than when we first believed. When we see all these things beginning to come to pass, as it is now, look up for your redemption draw night. Now, at this time, God speaks to the Son. Now, why? Because the Spirit of God, in order to redeem mankind back to himself, will make himself of no reputation. That's Jesus, his name not being revealed yet because he hasn't taken on a permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle, a permanent dwelling yet. When he does, for he will manifest who he is, his eternal name, blood name, the revealed name of God forever, in the eternal world without end. When he does, he will re reveal his name, Jesus. 
that Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. God has become our salvation. This is, in Hebrews 1, Paul talking about this glory. And he says, who bring the brightness of his glory. Now, God is going to reveal his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. You want to see God? Look at Jesus. He is the expressed image of that invisible God, the image of his singular person, no trinity here, no binary, no oneness. The man is God. We see in Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, not persons, but a singular person, only one person in God, the Godhead, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself, God himself, working salvation in and of himself alone. How did he do it? Jesus, who being in the form of God, that spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory. Because he's not going to work his spirit, he's going to work as a man of Adam and under the law to redeem us that are under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. He's, become, he's going to become one of us. We see in Hebrews 2, the next chapter, that Jesus, or as much then as the children or partakers of flesh and blood, he, the Spirit of God, God himself, will take part of the same. Then in all things he's made like unto his brethren, of which reason he's not ashamed to call us brethren, because we're all of one. There's only one God, and we're all of that one God. The Lord Jesus, there in Hebrews 1, is talking about his glorification back to the Father. In the days of his flesh, he worked as a man, because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, only a man can redeem us back, not God, but man. We have to have a kinsman redeemer. He has to be made an under the law in order to redeem us that's under the law. He must be an Adam after the fall. And what the law could not do, and that is weaken the flesh, God sending his own son, the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Now, as we go on in the book of Hebrews, we're going to see that this glory is going to be revealed in and through the body of Christ in a high call of God, calling the body of Christ unto perfection, as we see in Hebrews 6. Hebrews 1 is going to show us that Jesus, the man, is God Almighty in that one throne, one with the Father. We see that after he had purged our sin by himself alone, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And 2 Corinthians 5, uh, all the way through there, 17 through 19, uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Well, Christ is God. But he made himself of no reputation to take on him, on himself, God himself, the form of a servant. We know that servant is God. Even though it appears in a natural mind to be two a separate person, but there's not. For we find in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, that Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. God made himself of no reputation. Kenosis. Emptied out of glory, laid it aside. Not working his spirit because he's got to find a man. A man after Adam after the fall, to redeem us that's under the law. And therefore, 
to do that, he has to make himself of no reputation. He has to lay his glory aside as the spirit to work only as a man of flesh and blood. So he makes himself of no reputation. <clears throat> Philippians 2, 6. He takes on him the form of a servant. And that servant sounds like another person. It's not. And that's where we have the revelation of Christ. Christ, the spirit, is Christ the man. The man is the spirit. The spirit is a man. The spirit didn't transmute into flesh and vice versa. But it was revealed in flesh. God manifests in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preaching to the Gentiles. Received up into glory. First, uh, first uh, Timothy 3.16. We see that. And there's a mystery there. But that mystery is revealed to the saints of God. They seek for God with all their heart. It's not something that's hid. It's, it's open. That we are to know the full mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ to the full assurance of the understanding of that. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9 tells us that. Paul taking, speaking to the church at Colossia. And it says, in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hid. Why would God hide it? All treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. It's Christ, the mystery of Christ, and of the Father, of God. What is that mystery? Well, in him's head. It's head, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We have to get in Christ. We have to dig deep and found that rock. That rock is Christ. Then we build our house upon it. Now, we need to know what that house is. First of all, we have to know that Christ, the man, is God Almighty. We see that in verse 4, Hebrews 1, verse 4. After he has purged us from our sins, himself, God himself, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. That's not for him. That's for us. That's in the days of his flesh. He glorified his own body, his own human, and set it at the right hand of God for us, not for him, for us. We see that in Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh, I grant to sit with me, S-I-T, that's a position, sit with me in my throne. There, he made it for us at the right hand of God. We see that in Ephesians 1, what he wrought to usward when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. That is not, Kyr, a physical right hand. It's dexios, means elevation, exaltation. He exalted him. There, the glory that Jesus had. He said, now, I want my body, John 17, to be where I am and see my glory. And that's what he wrought for us when he, the man Christ Jesus, was glorified and sat at the right hand of God for us. But where did he go? Well, Revelation 3.21 says, even as I overcame, Jesus said, and him set, S-E-T, a forever settle of glory that he's God, always has been God and always will be God, that down with my Father in his throne, not beside it, not around it, in it, all power. The throne is all power in heaven and earth. Matthew 28, 18. There, then he said in verse 4, being made so much better than the angels. Well, he was made a little lower than the angels we see in Hebrews 2. And then after his glorification, as he hath by an inheritance obtained 
a more excellent name than they, the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the shed blood of Jesus. When you preach that man's name, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. The book of Acts tells us. Jesus is the blood name of God. It's the blood and the power of the blood that we have victory. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Where is that blood now? Well, the blood's in the New Testament given for you. So how do we drink the blood of Jesus? Eat his flesh and drink that blood. Through the word of God. The blood in the New Testament, we drink it. And uh, how do we eat it? Well, simply by obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. There, in a spiritual sense. Not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. We are growing up into him in all things. And we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So he's made so much better than the angels. This is glorification. As he obtained that name that is above every name. Now in verse 5, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, not to any angel ever, at any time, past, present, or future, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee, not before the foundation of the world. That's a Chalcedonian definition, which is a lie, telling us that the Spirit, the Father of glory, begot the Son of God according to his Godhead, begot him before the foundation of the world. No, he didn't. He's begotten when he raised him at his own right hand and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. That's the reason Jesus is not declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit until the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1, 3 and 4. He's declared to be the Son of God through that Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Now, with that said, then he said, Thou art my Son, capital S-O-N. In other words, you are God revealed. God's invisible. You go into heaven there, you go into hell there. Where's the house you'll build me, David? Well, he said to that, to the body, Jesus, the man, in his glorification, that you are my son, capital S-O-N. Well, that son now has been glorified. In his humiliation, he worked as an Adam in under the law. But where did he go in his glory? When Jesus was resurrected, and glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5, all power in heaven and earth was given to him. That did not leave the Father powerless, Matthew 28, 18. We see it in Acts 2, 36. Peter speaking on the day of Pentecost, bringing this truth of the keys to the kingdom of heaven, said, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that that same Jesus whom you crucified, that man, that man who shed his blood on the cross. God, the eternal spirit of God, hath made him, the man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Kyrios in the Greek, the Lord God, the spirit of God, hath made him both Lord and Christ, back to his former glorious spirit. And we find that in Luke. In the last chapter that Christ, it behooved Christ to suffer and to die, be buried, rise again. And what? And that re repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. 
the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the only salvation name of God given among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved, Acts 4.12. There is no other name. That name's above every name. It's above the name of Jehovah. It's above the name Elohim. Because it's God revealing his work, his glory, his nature, his everything that he is, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, the revealed God, manifest in flesh. And when you get that, and when we all see that, we are in then beginning the true doctrine of Christ, which is the foundation of the church. Now he goes on and says that thy throne, O God, when did he beget him? When he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. He laid aside his glory to become a man, but then he took all that glory back. Look at 1 Timothy 3.16. God was manifest in the flesh, but he was justified. Justification is by righteousness that Jesus by that one man's righteousness will make many righteous through his obedience, making the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings, having learned obedience by the things which he suffered, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, then preached to the Gentiles. Well, that was to, uh, there in actually the 10th chapter, Peter bringing the gospel to the Gentiles, Cornelius, of the Italian band, now he's preached to the Gentiles and received up into glory. Who? Jesus Christ, God himself, manifest in the flesh. Now we, the body of Christ, are the flesh. We are the body of the Christ. Just as it was in the days that Jesus was manifest in flesh, now he said, it's expedient that I go away, for if I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. Now, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, if I go away, now you will be the light of the world. You will be a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. You will be a peculiar people. You will be a royal priesthood. You will be a holy nation, whereby you're showing the wonderful works of God, manifest in the body of Christ, seeing your good works and glorifying your Father, which is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the first chapter. He's showing that Jesus the Son of God is God manifest in the flesh. He is that God. He is that Spirit. He is that Christ. We see that in, in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. He's the only omnipotent, omniscient God. We'll be adopted sons of God, but we're not God. We'll be born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of, of, of man, but of the Spirit of God. We're born of that. Jesus is that spirit. He wasn't born of the spirit. He is that spirit that took on a body of flesh. He's not a body of flesh that took on a spirit. He is that spirit that took on a body of flesh. Now that's the doctrine of Christ. We're getting to the true revelation that he's always been God and always will be God. And he became a man by making himself of no reputation, laying aside his glory to take upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God, Jesus himself, hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. We see that in John 2. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. 
And Jews said 40 and six years were they in building this temple. And you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He raised his own body from the tomb, from that, that uh, death that he had uh, suffered. Death hath no more dominion over him. You have to be God to raise your own body of flesh and blood. And that's what he did. Well, it's flesh and bone now because he shed his blood on Calvary, every drop of it. Every single drop was shed for us or the redemption of mankind. Now he says, he said, and again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Now, what does that mean? Two different people, two different persons. No, I'll be to him a father. What? The invisible spirit of God. And what's the son? The spirit of God revealed. Well, what the father, the father is the administrative office of that one spirit. What's the son? The son is the redemption office of that same spirit. But there's one thing included in the son and we're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. So therefore to make us a place in my father's house, so many mansions, we're not so over to told you I got to prepare a place for you. He did that for us. And the highest that we'll ever come to God is uh, the place that he prepared for us. We'll be adopted sons and daughters of God. And he will be to us, the father, Jesus Christ. And uh, we'll be sons and daughters. Never does it say that we will be divine or divinity, but we will be sons and daughters of God. And we will be the Elohim, God's uh, little G-O-D-S. And in that, that uh, millennial kingdom, the gospel there that we will enter in after this gospel of the kingdom is preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. Then the end will come. And then he will set us, those that have been obedient to God, and here well done thy good and faithful servant. Enter down to the, the joy of the Lord. Be thy rule over five cities. Be thy rule over ten cities. And those nations that are saved, that is, that they didn't die, and they go into the millennium, but they are not in the church. They don't have eternal life. They will come into that millennial kingdom as, as, as the sheep on the right hand of God to enter into that kingdom. That kingdom being a literal physical kingdom on the earth where Jesus will reign as king over all the earth. And his name, one, Jesus, not Jesus, uh, the father, Jesus, the son, and Jesus, the Holy Ghost. His name, one, Zechariah 14. And at that time, all will know him from the least to the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And the nations of them that are blessed in Israel, then the natural nations, <clears throat> will walk in the name of their gods, little G-O-D-S, the Elohim, not a capital G-O-D, gods, little G-O-D-S, the Elohim, the judges. But we, which are in the body of Christ, will walk in the name of the Lord our God. Now, that's a millennial. Now, what we're saying there is that God has prepared that place for us that we could see his glory. It's his glory, it's his kingdom, it's his honor, it's his dignity that we will always worship him. Not we being received worship, but him. 
the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And when he bringeth the first begotten into the world, well, does that mean he was begotten before the foundation of the world? No. It's just saying that in God's Logos, his plan, his purpose, his will, that is the word, which is the express, the expression office of the Spirit of God. The Father's the administrative office of the Spirit, one Spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. Son of God is the redemption office of that same Spirit. Son of Man is the kingdom office of that same Spirit. There's only one Spirit. There's only one person of God, and that's it. And there, when he says, when he bring the first begotten into the world, what is that? Well, this Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Well, that was in God's Logos. He was not begotten until he sent him at his own right hand in heavenly places. This day have I begotten thee. When? When he sent him at his own right hand. And, that, and to the Son he said, thy throne. Oh, God, there's only one throne there. And Jesus has ascended to that throne. And we, as a body of Christ, have been made to set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus through the work that he has done. We get there through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, and progressive steps of glory, stages of glory from glory to glory. And when he brings that first begotten in the world, he receives worship, even as a baby. Let all the angels of God worship him, not them, him. And to the, as of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits? That's not a capital S. That's a small S. And his ministers, a flame of fire. We'll be a flame of fire. Not through us, but through the Holy Ghost. But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. That throne is power. All power in heaven and earth is given unto Jesus. Glorified by the Father's own self, John 17, 5. Matthew 28, 18. All power in heaven and earth is given unto him. And that is Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent. First, Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man, no other man, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, none of us can enter into nor can see. That's Jesus. Sat down with the Father in his throne, Revelation 3.21. Now, Jesus has laid the foundation of the world. All things were made by him. Colossians 1.16 and 17. Whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, all things were made by Jesus Christ for him and for his uh, pleasure. And uh, it tells there that in the last days that God will wrap the heavens and the earth as a vesture. You're going to fold them up. And he says that at that time, Jesus will remain and all that's in him will remain. And Second Peter tells us the same thing. That seeing the heavens and earth will melt with fervent heat, melt, purged by fire. What manner? of holy conversation should you be knowing that this will happen. And this goes on and he says, uh, but to which angel said he at any time, never before 
There's never been an angel that is called a son of God. Never has, never will be. Which is anytime sat down in my right hand. An exaltation with all power in heaven earth given to him that he is glorified with the Father's own self, that he is the Father revealed, and this knowledge is hid. All treasures of wisdom and knowledge is hid. It's hid from those that do not have a pure heart. For in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, that no man's for you through vain philosophy, the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. What is Christ? Christ is that spirit. First and foremost, Christ is the Spirit. What God is doing now in judgments in chastening those that call upon him and the inner trinity, thinking he's the second person of the Godhead, or a tunist doctrine saying, well, there's not a trinity, but there's two. The Lord said unto my Lord, there's a different Lord when there's only one Lord. And the oneness, they're saying the man's not God, but had God in him and still has God in him. The Lord's using the chastening rod so that they will not be condemned of the world. We all must have that doctrine of Christ. So all the judgments of God that he's doing now is for one reason, for us to return to the Lord God, the real Jesus, the true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ, the only true God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, Jesus Christ, not a second person of the Godhead, not a part of the Godhead, but is uh, that spirit. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels. God's letting us have that full knowledge of God where that mystery is now revealed to us that have that spirit and the true revelation of Jesus. You'll see it, that God's doing this work. And then we're going, as we go into the book of Hebrews, we're going to see that, that Jesus Every man builds some house. But God is the one that built that church. We see that in uh, Hebrews, the third chapter. And it says that God built all things. And for every house is built by some man. But he that built all things is God. The things are the things of faith. Faith is substance things. Who built all those things? God did. Then it tells us who that is. Very next verse. Hebrews 3, verse 5, and Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. What's the, what's the point here? But Christ, far greater than Moses and Elijah and all the prophets, a greater than Solomon is here, Jesus Christ, but Christ as a son, and that's a little S-O-N. That's Hebrews 3, verse 6. As a son over his own house. How did he become that son over his own house? God became a man. Made himself of no reputation. Took on him the form of a servant. Made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man. So he built that house by him. Becoming that man. Bone of a bone. And now we're flesh of his flesh. As a son over his own house. Whose house? Are we the body of Christ? If we hold fast, if we walk in the light, he sees in the light. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end, he then dirt the ends, the same shall be saved. 
So as we look at Jesus now, who came from God, the Spirit came into the world, Emmanuel, God with us, died, buried, rose again as a man, as a son over his own house, showing us the way, the truth, and life because he became one of us. Then he went back to his former glory. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. He is that God. There's not another. And this is the revelation of Christ that God in his judgments are revealing in the earth now, not to destroy mankind, but to get them to come back to the real Jesus. Come and let us return to the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the true God and eternal life. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. We've got to get into the truth, the real Christ. And that's what he's doing. Just because you're sitting in a Trinity church or binary or a oneness doesn't mean you're lost. God's still dealing with you because there's hope in the living. And that is God dealing with us. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, to the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and know him. Not some mystery that you can't understand, but a full knowledge of him. And Jesus said, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. The time will come when I'm glorified. I'm not going to speak to you in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly of the Father, John 16. That's what he's done now. To those that have an ear to hear, he's doing it by judgments. All God's ways are judgments. It's a chastening of God oh, that his children will not perish with the earth, with the world. And he's doing it now. And we're going to see these judgments manifest more and more. And we're going to see it there profoundly in the seals, trumpets, and vows and the revelation of Jesus Christ to reveal Jesus Christ. That he is a true God and eternal life. That he is the only true God. There's no trinity. There's not a binary. There's not a oneness. The man is God. That's the whole work of the ministry. For those that have an ear to hear. So he's going to say that this glory that he's revealed in Jesus. This glory that grace and truth came by him and him alone. No man has seen God in any time. John 1.18 the only begotten Son, which is the only begotten God, which is the only begotten one, the Yaqid, the sole, solitary, unique one. Never be another one like it. Before me, there was no God for him, neither shall be after me. Isaiah 43.10, the Lord is that servant. God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And at that time, he says, the Lord thy Redeemer, that he is... Uh, Revealing himself, the whole book of the Revelation that many are scared and fearful to read is simply to reveal him, himself, who he is, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end, which was and is and is to come. The Almighty, he is the Almighty God. He is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. He is the only man that's entered in which no man can approach unto nor see nor can see. He's the only one that has immortality. He is a blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15. He is doing 
all that he can in the earth to reveal himself, as Hosea 6, 1 says. Come and let us return to the Lord. But come to the true God, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. He's not trying to destroy us. He's trying to get us to hear and believe the truth. Jesus said, I'm not going to speak anymore in Proverbs. The day come that you will not ask the Father in my name. You ask me in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. For all the Father's given is given unto me. He's glorified with the Father's own self. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus. He knows all things now. Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he said, no man knows the hour, the day or the hour of his coming. Not the angels, but only the Father, his Father, and my Father in heaven. But in John 16, the disciples said, now we know, we understand what you're saying. You know all things because you've been blessed and you've been glorified, uh, exalted, with the Father's own self, glorified with the Father's own self. You went back to your former glory. The only true God in eternal life, the Father of glory, the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God Almighty. That's Jesus. There's not another. He's God manifest, not a second person of the Godhead, not a binary, not a oneness. He is Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate, who only at their mortality. When they saw Peter, James, and John saw Jesus transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw his majesty. They saw his face shone as it were the sun. The glory bust through the flesh of Jesus. And they saw his majesty. And Moses and Elijah there. But when it was all said and done, they saw Jesus only. Why? Because it wasn't Moses doing the judgment miracles. It was Christ in Moses. It wasn't Elijah doing the, the uh, kingdom miracles. It was Christ only. And Jesus said, uh, the words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me. The Father. He's the one doing the works. You're looking at him. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. So they saw Jesus only. That's the revelation in the last days. Jesus only. The blessed and only potentate. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show, reveal, beyond any shadow of a doubt, full understanding of the things which must shortly come to pass. Sent and signified it by his angel unto John. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. That he's the only true God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end, which is, was, and it's come, the Almighty God. Revelation 1 8. We see it again in Revelation 20, 21, 22. There's not another. And that is where we've missed the mark. We've hewed, up, hewed out cisterns that can hold no water, uh, clouds with no rain, trees twice plucked up by the roots, but there's still hope for those that will seek God and say, Lord, I know it's a mystery. Reveal that mystery to me. When you do that with all your heart, you're going to see it. The true Christ, that he is, that spirit always has been the spirit and always will be the spirit of God. That revelation was given to Peter. Matthew 16. Jesus asked his disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say they're John the Baptist. Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ. There's that revelation of Christ. That's the whole foundation of the church. 
And if the devil can get us off that foundation, then no matter what we build is going to fall. We have to have that foundation rock. We have to dig deep and found that rock. And God's doing it right now. And uh, even though history and historical accounts of what uh, the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Chalcedon, uh, these ecumenical uh, councils and these synods that they were supposed to be the truth, give us uh, what they thought was right in their intellect, it turns out to be a lie in the spirit. God's revealing it now to those that have an ear to hear. And the, the people that will open their ears and seek God with all their heart have the promise that they will know him. They will have perfect understanding. And the day that you seek with me, seek for me with all your heart, Jesus said, that's a day you'll find me. Those that diligently seek the Lord God Almighty will will have that truth revealed. Just as Jesus said, I'm not speaking anymore. And any of these deep, deep, hard sayings or proverbs, uh, uh, I'm not hiding uh, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm revealing it to you in the revealing revelation, unveiling of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's doing now. We're not in Pentecost anymore. We're in the season of tabernacles where we should know and understand that he is Christ. At Christ, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Diamond bar, John, of flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What is it? Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's Peter, the Petros, a piece of the rock. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Jesus Christ. Peter's not the rock. It was a revelation of Christ that is the rock. Christ is the rock, not Peter. And to him was given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, be bound in heaven. Loose upon earth should be loosed in heaven. And Peter giving us that in his epistle told us in 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11, exactly what that is. That the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit, capital S, God himself, God is the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that was in them, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all of them spoke by the Spirit of Christ. Christ is that Spirit. When it signified, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, not Christ Jr., Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. How did he become that? He made himself of no reputation. He emptied out of glory. God manifest in the flesh. Then fulfilled the law, took the ordinance of the law as a man, nailed it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, working salvation in and of himself alone. Then went back to his former glory. As the Father revealed in the body of Christ and through the body of Christ as his Spirit, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what is that doctrine of Christ? Well, Christ is that Spirit. And every office of that Spirit is Christ. So who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ? 1 John 2.22 He is a liar. He's Antichrist. That hath denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father, the invisible Spirit. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is that Spirit revealed. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Son. Christ is the Son of Man. Christ is the Son of God. 
Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is all the office of the Spirit of God. He's all and in all. There we have what God is doing in judgment in the world now for those that have an ear to hear. We don't want to miss that mark. Pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that is where we're headed now. A higher, greater truth than has ever been revealed before, even in Pentecost in the book of Acts. Well, if the Holy Ghost is bore witness with your spirit, we'd like to know you, we'd like to meet you, we'd like to be one with you. You can give me a call. The country code is one plus. Area code 903-746-4885. Leave me a message. And there I'll get right back to you for the DBM team. Uh, also, you can write to me, Dennis Spirit, Post Office Box, 2906 Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a line, a message, or a question over sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Here again, thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings and donations, whereby we're able to keep the podcast coming to you over the air. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the Real Jesus.